Never, ever give up hope. With me today, I am so excited to have Jothi Dugar. Now, she is going to show us how she beat the odds over serious health issues and also in her professional life. This is going to be an exciting story you're not going to want to miss. And one of the things that she is going to share is that in a male-dominated field, only 1% are women who are in executive positions in this particular field. Now, her story about this and also her story about her health is going to inspire you to never, ever give up. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. multi-dimensional executive, an entrepreneur, a dance director, a chief information security officer, and holistic health and wellness practitioner, an author, an international public speaker, and a happily married mom of three. How old are your kids? Uh, they're right now, they're three, six, and nine. Oh my goodness. And you, you are doing all that as a young mom. My hat is definitely off to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Now, one of the things that I want to talk to you about, well, we're going to do several, several areas because you do have a very broad portfolio. One of the things that I'd like to start with is your childhood. Because the person that we become has a great deal to do with our childhood, whether it's traumatic or perfect. I don't know too many of those. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how it made you not only a stronger person, but the person you are today? Thank you for having me on the show. When I was going through my childhood, I didn't feel that way, but I definitely feel that way now where um, it, everything that I've been through, it, it really does play a part in who I am today. Um, and I am better today than uh, who I was maybe even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, definitely um, came from my childhood. So growing up as a, as a single child, an only child, um, to uh, Indian parents uh, that originated from the southern part of India, who are culturally known to be very strict, um, very disciplined uh, type of culture. Um, it was hard moving to this country. I came when I was one. So, you know, I, I was still a baby. Um, and I really didn't get to understand how life worked in India, but it, I got a very good gl glimpse of that 
in, in this country since that's how I was raised as if it were India. Um, so as the times changed in India where they became more westernized, um, my parents were here since I was one. So they still stuck with the same kind of very disciplined, restrictive, uh, um, religious culture that they grew up in, um, you know, 40, uh, 30 years ago, um, which and they hadn't changed. So it was a, it's a very stark contrast to how India, um, most of India was changing to be more westernized. But here I was um, in, in the middle of the eastern part of the U.S. and really being uh, growing up in this country, but feeling like I was growing up in India 30 years ago. So it was very restrictive um, uh, on me. And it was very hard for me to understand why um, I was being raised that way. And I know they were doing the best they could. Um, and they, they were doing what they thought was best for me um, at the time, you know, using their own skills and knowledge and experiences um, that they came with. So I do appreciate that. Um, so I basically, I got through myself through college. Um, I got multiple internships. I was working since ninth grade, um, not doing the normal kinds of things that other kids were doing with babysitting or lifeguarding, things like that. But I actually worked for Department of Defense um, through a summer internship that I got, um, which was a very uh, elite uh, summer program that only about 20 or 30 students got in. Um, in the whole county. So I started there and I uh, continued um, every every year. I worked for DOD starting from high school. Um, that transitioned into college. Um, and I worked my way through college and I graduated in three years with an electrical engineering degree. Again, being one of, one of the few females in, in the entire class and definitely only one of two Indian American females in the entire class um, while working, continuing to work with DOD as well. So it was a very rigid schedule. I did about 22 credits every semester. I didn't take any time off. I did summer classes, winter classes, um, in addition to having multiple different after school activities my parents really wanted me to do um, with dancing, singing, violin, um, gymnastics, ice skating. So probably every sport under the sun, you can imagine I, tennis. <laughs> I, I, I did that um, while trying to graduate. Was this part <laughs> of the culture that, that you were brought up in or were you just driven? I would say some of it was definitely the culture. Um, some of it was I... I was driven in the sense that I really didn't want to take my time through college. I really wanted to get out and just become my own person. <laughs> so I put myself through that. Um, my parents were more than willing to, uh, you know, uh, say, oh, you can take as long as you need to. But I really wanted to graduate early and just go out there in the world and just be who I was meant to be and not have all of these restrictions on me. And obviously you did. Yeah. So I did graduate in, in three years. Um, I then went on to do lots of wonderful things. Um, I was lucky enough to get a, uh, an amazing opportunity to work for Capgemini Ernst & Young, um, who, uh, which is an international company. So, so I got a, my first project was actually in Europe. Um, so I was, I was stationed at, in Brussels, Belgium uh, for a year 
And every weekend I got to travel to wherever we wanted. Um, back then companies had money <laughs> to uh, delegate to their employees. <laughs> so I uh, basically got to uh, take a tour of Europe um, for a year while I was working there, which was amazing. I came back and then I got a project in Canada. So I spent about six months in Canada going, um, traveling all over uh, the East and West Coast. I then traveled all over the United States. Um, and I think I covered about 48 out of the 50 states. Oh, my word. <laughs> I really, you know, that was the best time of my life. I think those five five years or so um, were, you know, I was trying to understand who I was. And that, that's really what I got out of it. Understanding different cultures, different types of people, food, ethnicity, culture, knowing that there is a world outside of definitely where I grew up. <laughs> and it really broadened my my horizon, my perspective, mm -hmm. how to how to approach different people, you know, not using the same mentality or the same language even. It, but it also gave me a sense of understanding who I was. Like, what do, you know, I, I spent course. so many 21 years just making my parents happy. And I really didn't even know who I was, um, you know, who am I inside? So those years really gave me a lot of um, insight into okay wow I love to travel I, I like different cultures I like different kinds of food um, and and just broaden my perspective um, so that was really a key part a, a key phase in, in my life I would say that is what you call a well-rounded person right yeah <laughs> yes and it's, it's every aspect of, yes every aspect and I think all of that comes into who I am today all of those experiences Absolutely. Now, before we get into a little more about your career and also what you are going to be offering to our audience today, tell us about the birth of your third child, because I found that to be a just an incredible story. And that experience had also thrown you into a deep depression. Now, you don't sound to me like a person who has stayed in that depressed state. So explain a little bit about what you went through and what you experienced as a result emotionally, and then how it eventually changed your life. So yeah, that was definitely phase two in my life where I really, it really changed my whole perspectives and approach. Um, so uh, I had two uh, older children, um, and they both were C-sections. Um, but, you know, everything went smoothly and I recovered very fast, um, the normal speed and everything was good to go. With the third one, um, it was actually with a different doctor who we thought we could trust. She had basically, I could not move. I had the baby and um, we knew something was wrong because I was in so much pain, excruciatingly so, um, that... I could barely move off the off the bed um, right after giving birth. Uh, and I know some folks might think, well, that's kind of normal with a C-section. I'm like, no, this, this is my third time. So <laughs> I kind of knew what a normal pain level was for a C-section <laughs> and something that's just, just out of the world. Um, in fact, I couldn't even get up so that I, every time I did try, I would just pass out or I would feel um, like being sick. So... They and the doctor ended up going missing in action for the next five months. So she just performed a C-section and then uh, we did not see her. 
Um, we could not get a hold of her. She wouldn't return her calls. So um, it was a long story short. What ended up um, really being the case was that I ended up with a uh, a 12 inch incision so it was basically hip to hip oh my goodness um and if if anyone knows what a, a normal c-section is about three to four inches so this was three to four times more than the normal and really no need because i didn't deliver a baby elephant <laughs> um <laughs> if that were the case maybe it's uh, justifiable but um yeah like, it was a very you know the my last was you know my my youngest daughter is uh she was six pounds, 10 ounces when she was born. So fairly small. Um, and everything was, you know, perfect, right position. You know, nobody was overweight. Um, nothing, none of that 12 inch incision. Um, and I ended up with two hernias because she had forgotten to patch up, uh, all the layers of my abdominal muscles. So I ended up with a 25 centimeter gap between my abdominal layers, which then caused two hernias um i had my abdominal separation which i know could happen from a normal childbirth but i know for sure mine wasn't from that so she had somehow moved my abdominal muscles um six fingers apart or the norm is one finger uh yeah so i was i no one could figure it out we couldn't find her i I couldn't figure out like why i was in so much pain um i finally got had to go to my general doctor to get a CT scan um, done. And this was only the fourth month because by then no one could figure out why I was in so much pain and we couldn't find her either. The CT scan, it was, it was very interesting how that played out. We, we got the CT scan done and we went to five different surgeons. No, none of the five could figure out exactly how complicated the situation was. All they told us was, yep, you need surgery. This is this could be life and death in six weeks. And we don't really know what we're going to do, but you need surgery. That, to me, was not good enough. <laughs> how did you respond to that? I think I pretty much gave up hope on, on just doctors and, and Western medicine and just the Western healthcare system because it was just not working for me. So I told them, okay, six, six weeks, I'll take six weeks. And I'm just going to do as much research as I can to, to find some natural healing modalities, uh, and look into alternative medicine and see what I can do to heal myself. They all pretty much laughed at me. And they said, Okay, well, just go ahead and fix the appointment for the surgery, because we know you'll be back. (laughs) Um, So I I did because, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I will put. I will schedule the surgery for six weeks out, just so it's on there in case nothing works. Then, then I know you know this is the way to go. Um, but something told me from inside. I was, I've, I've always been a believer of just believing, believing that there is a higher. There's something bigger than me that's that's watching out for me and that created me. So, I started tuning into that. I'm like, okay, something is telling me that not to go through with the surgery and there is a better option. I just didn't know what that was. So I started figuring that out for myself, did a ton of research. And I actually within six weeks, I started, I I had taken, I had found out about Chinese traditional medicine, uh, specifically for hernias. I had found um, very specific um, 
way of pulling your abdominal muscles back together again naturally without surgery. Oh my surgery. goodness, really? Um, yeah, so it's called the Tummy Team Program, and it's all about core rehabilitation. I had found Bowen therapy, homeopathic care, uh, and the wonderful part is um, I found this wonderful, amazing chiro- functional chiropractor that uses a cold laser technique. And he was the only person that was able to decipher the CT scan results and actually tell me everything that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, a chiropractor? <laughs> you know, when surgeons couldn't figure it out, he was like a godsend to me. And it was funny because the moment he, he sat down, he told me to sit down and went through all this, I felt like crying and laughing at the same time because I felt immensely grateful that, wow, like, finally somebody figured it out no wonder I'm in so much pain but then you know the other part like oh my gosh like I have so many issues how are we gonna fix all this (laughs) but we took it step by step you know one thing at a time um the Chinese traditional medicine really did help me with the hernias um the tummy team program really did um help with abdominal separation bringing that back together and 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 making my core like functional again. And then his technique with the cold laser really helped with, um, I had an immense amount of scar tissue because, you know, 12 inch incision, that's, I had about three, four inches of scar tissue and it was just hard. You could press on my abdominal and it wouldn't even budge. It was, hmm. it was like a rock. So he was really able to work on you know that all the all that part to really loosen things up to get things to move back into the right places um so that i can at least be functional again and and move around and the worst part of all this was not an easy you know it wasn't a quick process it took about right two and a half years wow. um but at least with the six weeks they you know my hernia had cleared so that the surgeons felt that it, it was no longer a life and death situation and of course they didn't they could they didn't ask any questions about how I healed myself. <laughs> it no, was more, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, well, your your new CT scan results look really good. Do you still want the surgery? And I'm like, of course not. <laughs> that, so I had stopped going to doctors after that. So for the last three, so now my baby's three. I still call her my baby. And it's it's just amazing like where where I am today from where I was at that time no and, kidding and it was just you know in addition to physical pain you know just all the mental and emotional anguish that goes on in your body that's really the part that I had to figure out a way to heal and and to not go in the downward spiral of just being depressed and feel like I I you know, I just need to listen to what somebody else tells me. I started, you know, I started listening to affirmations. I really got into like Louise Hay um, and the whole, uh, you know, affirmations. I, it really broadened my my whole scope into just what's out there in the world, which I would have never gotten if I had a perfect childbirth. So everything happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm glad this, this happened because I'm probably it, I don't think I would have ever known about this this side of things if, if it didn't exactly I was thinking that as you were talking and whatever we experience in life I know virtually every single one of my guests 
have said the same thing, and that is not only do we help ourselves, but the story we then have to share is such an incredible help to someone else. And it can totally change our focus and our mission that we have in life. And so obviously this is exactly what happened to you. And had you not experienced that, you would not be literally the person you are today or the position that you are in to help others. Yes, yes, exactly. And it's so hard when you when you have a very specialized experience like this, um, you know, through my childhood and through this experience to really, I think the one thing I learned is you can't expect others to fully understand what you what you went mm-hmm. through and that's something that I was always um, missing that I, I felt I was missing in life like oh you, you know people just don't get it and I realized now like well they don't need to get it they will get the part that they need uh, <laughs> um, and I don't need them to to understand everything because it's, they won't it's just impossible for anyone to really comprehend the situation you're in, unless they were in a very, very similar situation, which you wouldn't really hope for anyone. <laughs> yeah, um, before we t- go to the next segment, what was your husband doing through all of this? I mean, he must, was he freaking out or was he a total support of you? Like, what was his position watching you suffer like this? That's an interesting question. I think I had gotten so good at um being strong for everyone else i had to do that in my childhood just to survive and i i needed to be strong for myself but also be strong for i was always the 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 he, the helper or the the healer for my friends and i felt that oh i i needed to be that person so i can't show any weakness in myself or or show them that i'm suffering and what I did the same, I've been doing the same thing with, with my family and with him all along. So I think for a while, he just couldn't figure out, like, why am I just in bed? <laughs> like, why am I not moving around? And, and I could only do so much to let him know, like, well, I don't know how to tell you how much pain I'm in. But obviously, I'm not the type of person who would just be sitting around here. <laughs> and I think it wasn't until we really got the results of the CT scan and I explained what what my chiropractor had said is that really dawned on him like oh wow like you've really been in pain all this time like uh, yeah <laughs> like that's 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 true um he did his best in trying because we did we do have two other older kids who were uh um three and six at the time so his spent his time was spent mostly on you know taking care of them you know um, dealing with his work so you know he was busy with that and I think um, I was busy with just me trying to heal myself and then right, I had the baby right. with me right but definitely if you if I didn't have at least him as a support system for my other two kids it would have been much much harder I'm glad to hear that because I know a lot of times women go through you know, horrendous circumstances, and they don't have that support. Now, I have a quote from you, and I'd like to read it, and then we'll talk about it. I have always believed, even as a woman, to ask for what I want, and know that I deserve everything I can dream of. End quote. Now, what my question is, is how did this attitude help you 
to be a pioneer in the field of healthcare cybersecurity and one of the only female chief information security officers in the world. So share a little bit about what that is and also how this attitude helped you. Yeah, I mean, right from um, the time I graduated, I would say I, I didn't always think that way, especially in my childhood, um, just the way I was raised. But then once I got a little bit of freedom and, and really started understanding who I was in the world, I really strongly believe that, yeah, I need to ask for what I need. You know, I need to, um, I know I, I in, internally I do feel that I'm there for others to help serve others. Um, but also, if I don't take care of myself and if I don't ask for what I want, then no one else is going to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really serving others in the best way I can if I don't have what I need myself. So again, you know, when I got into the cyber industry, it was pretty much, you know, 100% male, male dominated. It really didn't uh, seem like a field I really wanted to go into. But I, I had a great um, supervisor and mentor at that time who who really saw something in me um, and something special. And he said, um, you know, you should go for it and and just check it out. If you don't like it, you could always do, you know, continue doing something else. And once I got in, in into it, I, you know, it, it opened up a lot of doors. It was really exciting, challenging. Um, and I felt the need um, at the time, um, I felt that I had to prove myself to others because everyone else was all male and they would look at me like, well, what is she doing here? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and they all thought I would go away, like, okay, well, she, she's kind of good at it, but she's probably not going to last. And they tried really hard, I would say, to make really? my life hell. <laughs> Blessed do they know that when you give me a challenge and I know you're trying to put me down, I will rise to the top. <laughs> good for <Much> you. <laughs> Much stronger than you than I probably would have if I if there wasn't a challenge. So I took that challenge and um, I actually got managerial and leadership positions by actually asking for it and, and proving that, that I have what it takes with my own management. And they saw that potential in me too. And the funny thing was, when, even after I, I, I obtained those positions as the chief information security officer, I still felt the need to prove myself even if there there wasn't anyone at that time that's questioning why I ha- why I am in the position I am I I really felt that imposter syndrome and all the way that women are wired um, to to think sometimes and we really you know I wanted to get myself out of that like I I always thought like well you know how did I get this was it just by fluke and you know, I, I hope it's not just because of, of looks, because I really want to earn my position. Um, and I and I felt the need, like, well, I need to, I need to prove to everyone, like, well, why I'm here and why I got this. Um, and it took a while. It took a lot of soul searching, and it took a lot of just just the positive um, environment that I, I was also missing because I was surrounded by a, a lot of testosterone. <laughs> no kidding. Um, and I felt like I had to be one of them you know, put on a masculine mask and pretend like I'm one of the guys. And if they make dumb female jokes, I had to like laugh, laugh along with them, even though I was a female myself. (laughs) It it got to a point where I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm this is just not me either. You know, I spent a few years trying to figure out who I was. And then 
and then I spent a few years trying to figure out, you know, what I, what I wanted to achieve in life in the position I wanted to be in. But now that I'm here, I feel like this is just not me. Like, I don't want to be part of the gang just because I look and, you know, I don't look like them, but, you know, just because I act like them. Right. So I actually, you know, did some personal development and, um, and really try to grow myself in, in all aspects, mentally, physically, emotionally and and spiritually and i started becoming a little bit more comfortable and just being my 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 feminine self <sighs> and started taking off that masculine mask and just being myself and bringing my whole self to work so you know if i felt emotional you know before i would just put up a strong front and be like okay you know no, no don't show emotions just be this you know neutral person but now if, if somebody tells me a sad story or something, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't mind crying in front of them. And I think that really, that made a huge difference. Like I think even really? if they're men, they started, you know, they're like, at first it was kind of like, oh, oh my gosh, like she's crying. Are you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm totally okay. I'm, you know, I feel, I'm really feeling empathetic for you. And they're like, oh, and you know, it didn't make them cry, but it made them more comfortable in sharing their whole self with me. That is so interesting, and and that whole how that how that changed, and it ha- it started with you. It did. It you know, did. You, you basically controlled that emotional situation, and that's really good to hear because there's, I'm sure, many women in that position of being in a male-dominated uh, world, whatever that happens to be and how to overcome that and also be yourself. My hat's off to you. That was awesome. Now, in summary, what can you offer or what do you want to offer our listeners, whether it's an area of what you offer personally, like from your website or in coaching or anything like that, or just what you want to offer as far as inspiration? So I, after I had healed myself completely, which did take about two and a half years or so, um, I actually started um, getting trained and certified on a lot of the, the healing natural modalities that helped me get to where I am today. Um, so I started my own holistic wellness practice um, that I that I do on the side, um, you know, I help friends, family, and um, anyone that that hears about me, I could do it remotely as well. I also brought this into my workplace, I started a health and wellness program there. Um, So I have the benefit of um, having such a large uh, support system, basically all the practitioners that that help me heal. I now work with them on, on helping others heal. You know, I would just offer that um, to, to anyone that's, that's interested in, in knowing just quick ways of wellness hacks that you just need something quick um, or for much deeper healing and just knowing that there are, there are options out there. You, you know, you have to advocate for yourself, um, you know, not just in life and your career, but also in your healthcare. Um, you have to believe that you are the best judge of your own body, mind, and spirit. So no matter what anyone's telling you, if something doesn't feel right, you need to listen to that. You know, my website is Um, but I also have a wellness site. And I'm, I'm always uh, looking for 
for to inspire and motivate others, but also to to give them quick things that they can do on their own. Because the last thing that that I would want to do is have have people dependent on others to heal themselves. What a great synopsis! That was excellent, and I, I like what what you said, and also what you are offering, and all the support that you are offering. People need. And they need to hear it from someone who has experienced not only the success that you have, but also overcoming those hurdles that you had to overcome. So you are coming from a place you've been there. And that's, I really appreciate that. Now, is there anything in particular that you would like our listeners to do? I'm sure I am really passionate about helping girls and young women, uh, more women of all ages, just feel that they they really can achieve everything they want in life. They can have a family. Um, you can have a family. You can be successful in your career. You have to believe in it yourself. And you have to believe that you can achieve whatever you want and really not set limits to, to yourself. The only limitations you have are the ones that you put on yourself. So I think that that goes a long way, you know, just dream big, reach for, you know, more than the stars. I know there's a saying for reach for stars, but you can reach for the galaxy or even beyond Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Change your mindset, essentially, is what you're saying, too, right? Yes, everything starts with your mindset. So, you know, start there and start small. Um, You know, and I know this is a little daunting for for people that might be in the deepest uh, depression mode or even worse than that. But start small, you know, and try to choose your, your thoughts or your choice. So if you have a negative thought, you know, start small, maybe try to change that with a replace that with a with a positive thought or acknowledge a negative thought and and replace that with a with a positive thought. And the positive thought could be anything could be there's, you know, it's sunny outside today, or it's a great day outside, or you know what, I'm alive. (laughs) Um, which not many can say every day. Absolutely. And you also, you know, you you overcame depression, and that's how you did it. And your story, I mean, you certainly could have had the pity parties. I mean, your own husband, that's why I asked you that question, he was not even fully aware of what you were going through. So we don't, you know, granted, I mean, we need to acknowledge of where we are, but also not stay there. And I yeah. think that's, that's what you are basically saying is, yes, okay, I am hurting. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to make everyone around me suffer because I am hurting. But what can I learn from this? How can I change? How can I help somebody else? Those are the things that were motivating you. I can hear that through your whole story and made you who you are. And you are an incredible woman on every front. Imagine what you're going to accomplish in the next 10 years. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, You're still amazing. a young woman, you know? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like watch out here comes the tornado oh you are one exciting gal to listen to and i thank you so much i know that our listeners are going to want to listen to this more than once because you have given so much not just your story which is also heartwarming and encouraging but just what you have accomplished and there is no reason for anyone no reason for people to put limitations on themselves obviously you didn't and It's a matter of our mindset, as you said, and dream big. I love that. 
Yeah. And also I would say follow your passions as well. I know it's a common cliche, but you know, right. the, the dance director part comes from that. I love, I love dancing and I really find, um, happiness in, in helping kids uh, grow oh, themselves yes yes you know so yeah so it's like whatever way i can help people through the healing practice through dance and and teaching kids confidence and and especially the young girls that that actually even boys like you know they're mm. they come to the dance class and like oh well there aren't too many boys here. i'm like hey that's great you know like you you're the special that's right you know special kid and that's right <laughs> well, so it's just building confidence in, in yourself and learning to trust trust yourself. We're going to have to interview you again in a year. Sure. Because, because <laughs> I know that you're going to have even more to say and things that, that you have learned in our teaching. And I appreciate your passion for young people as well. So thank you so much for being part of our show today. We appreciate everything that you are offering and what you have shared and again, thank you for being on Never Ever Give Up Hope. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.